0: n-e-t-s-u-i-t-e dot com slash (laughs) w-t-f all right let's do this how are you what the fuckers what the fuck buddies what the fuck nicks what's happening this is wtf my podcast welcome to it um how how are you you all right I want to clear something up. A few people notice this. And I, I'm bad with names. Ekperigen. Naomi Ekperigen. I know I said Ekperigen. I know. Because I, it's, not, it's not a matter of disrespect. It's not even a matter of not listening. I just get something in my head. And I can barely remember names to begin with. And I lock in. It's ridiculous. I have a woman that's going to be opening for me a bit out in the road. Uh, Lara. La- and I still can't do it right. Lara. Why is that so hard? Lara Bites. Lara, 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 Lara. I can't, there's just some things I can't, I don't know if it's a or it's a blame blame glitch. Is it a blame glitch? It's a brain glitch. A blame glitch? Fuck me. Naomi Ickperrigan. I'm sorry to her and to to the people that that annoyed. It annoys me more in retrospect. You know, it's hard to Ickperrigan, It's It's slight, but a name's a name. Look, today though listen to me. Today I'm going to talk to Orny Adams. Now this is sort of a big deal. It's a big deal in a lot of ways in retrospect. Now after I've done it, it's a big deal. So Orny Adams has really, I didn't have a beef with him, but man, did he annoy me and rub me the wrong way. And man, was I sort of, you know, kind of it just really shut down around him in a bit a bit of a bully to him in a way just i just was really tried to keep him at arm's length he really got under my skin and the thing is i've never denied the fact that he can do comedy the guy can kill you know he kills this guy but for a decade or more maybe two decades he just every time i saw him i was like ugh i can't take it i can't take it why I don't know, because he's a little bit he's he's uh, there's something about him that's fundamentally a little annoying. But but I never really talked to him for any at length. And look, he was in that documentary comedian, which did him no favors. But I just decided. I mean, some of you know him from that. Most of, you know, a lot of the older people know him from the comedian documentary, Jerry Seinfeld doc. You know, he was the annoying guy. Uh, but you know, we all had different feelings about, you know, the attention he got during the shooting and that with you were in New York watching it happen. But anyways, maybe, you know, him from MTV, uh, the MTV series Teen Wolf. Now this is, uh, this is, you know, his, this is his bread and butter, but you know, he's, he can fucking kill with the stand-up, but he, I just, he really fucking annoyed me. And there's other people that really fucking annoy me. And it's like, why bother even? You know, saying that or acting, it doesn't matter. His, it does, he doesn't have any impact on my life. So I realized recently that it's like, dude, you know, we're getting older. Let's make this right. Let's figure it out. Let's have him over and talk it out. And I got much more than I bargained for about really the impact that doing that documentary which does not make him look good. And I used to, I used to hand out this article about about him, that was written for Harper's uh, about uh, the Montreal Fest. Uh, I think it was called Six Minutes of Funny. I used to have it on my hard drive because I think it was one of the greatest articles written about a comic in in a horrendous way. But but it was very honest. And I brought that up like it was a positive thing during this interview, and he's like, "Oh God, like this guy." has had the, it's this is not cancel culture. This is some other, this is not, you, you know, doing something wrong. This is something hanging over a guy because it made him look bad and it made people think he was annoying and difficult to work with. And it's stuck. So this documentary he did like 20 years ago has hung over him. And when we talk about it, I don't know how he dealt with it really. Well, I do. I'm going to talk to him about it. But I mean... But it's like he couldn't get out from under it. And it's still sort of happening. I mean, and I'm sort of, yeah, I'm part of that. I mean, I'm part, there a lot of us comics are like, you know, there's something. Look, you know, he can do the job, but there, he's like, there's something unnerving about the guy. Very earnest, works very hard, very intense. But, you know, it's, it's he's, he's, there's something about him. And the documentary kind of solidified it. And I don't think he's had an opportunity... To really give his side of it or or talk about it frankly and it just sort of that happened here with me i didn't expect that i didn't know what to expect and i actually ended the thing and then we had to turn it back on because there was more it just ended up you know and i just had to i was really concerned that i would bust his balls or bully him or or be con- or or be a dick to him which i've been for 20 years i had to fight it i laughed cried instead i kind of laughed cried instead but anyways this as a, in terms of being a comedian interview, this is sort of, this is a big one. It's a big one. And I just, I just said, like, fuck it. I'm going to have him on and get to the bottom of this. All right, look. So i back from Albuquerque and, uh, you know, I'm flabby as fuck. I never feel great. And I, I don't know if you know this, but like seven or eight months ago, it's a long time ago. I went to some holistic practitioner a chinese medicine doctor who's not chinese but i got referred to him you know a a guy knew a guy i think it was flanny at largo said i can't remember which uh celebrity friend of his went to this doctor you know to just get a tune up you know so i look i I'm, i'm not all in uh western medicine like i have an open mind but i also know that you know you have to have a regular doctor and then you can do this nonsense and i'm not saying that in a condescending way but but I went to this doctor with the general. He's like, what's, right away, the guy's in my face. He's like, what can I, what, are, what is it? What's going on with you? He's like, he's all in. You know, he's like, he's charming. He's doing this dance. It's like, what can I, what are we going to fix? Where are we going with this? What's going on? Tell me your life. What do you got? And it's like, it's a lot of juice. It's a lot of sales juice. But we laid out. I said, well, I don't know. I just don't feel great. You know, I'm 58. And I told him, you know, we went over some of the, from my health records, I brought all my tests to him so this was the idea that this guy's going to do every test of everything to check all the levels of all things. This is the this is the sham of it. But also, look, man, if you believe, you believe, right? I'm not shitting on the guy. All right, I like the attention. I enjoy taking tests. I enjoy numbers of like what do the tests show? So finally, all these results come in. And he's got this stack of papers and he's going through the papers and he's got a magic marker and it's a great stick. It's a great stick. He's like, look, this is going on, this is going on, this should be higher. It's like, what does that mean? It's like it could influence this. I mean, your your benefit. The, one of the good things, your genetic markers are okay because you know you got some of this, but you don't got that. This balances out. But and then he starts going through these papers, like, look, your levels a little high. You, that could, we could change that. This can use to come up with glucosamine, this a but but You know, and it's sort of like you know you, your flicking Dickens is a little. Uh, that could be better if we added a little of this because this has a profound. Effect effect on you know how you move your your thumb you know it's just like it gets very specific a lot of papers you know he's going through them he's throwing the papers on the floor he's saying we got to get you on this we got to get you on that And I'm just like, and I'm looking at him and I think he kind of knows. He kind of knows that I know that he's fucking, you know, I know he's hustling me. I know he's scamming me a little bit. You know, but this is it, man. This is the sales pitch. Look, I got a lot of papers. I got a magic marker. I got numbers. I got indicators. I got, I know what these things mean. It's like, you need more of this because this affects you that. But I'm one of these people that even though I know, I'm probably going to try it anyways. It's like, I know you're fucking with me, but okay. Fuck with me. I don't think that's being a complete mark. Okay. I think there's a difference between like a guy going like, really? Wow. And all right. Yeah. All right. I'll, yeah, I'll do it. I'll try it. It's not going to hurt me to try it. There's a difference. Full mark is no kidding. So if I take it, well, geez, this is amazing. So how did, I, how did I not know that I need to take, you know, 40 pills a day, you know, because of all this stuff. That tone and this one is like, "Ah, fuck, that's a lot of bullshit. And uh, All right, but let's do it. I'm here. I'm halfway in. (laughs) Let's go the whole run. So now I'm out like two grand over the, you know, however many visits I've had and a bag full of supplements. And I'm sitting there like an idiot taking them. Some in the morning, some at night. Thinking what? Thinking what, what am I waiting for? And what, whether he thinks I knew was onto his bullshit or not, I'm I'm sure, you know, given that those supplements probably cost him a nickel and that, you know, whatever it took to print that, I paid for the test, I paid for the visits, I paid for the vitamins. And I think he gets some back end on the fucking testing. So like that guy still walked away with a couple grand and me, I had a fucking hover over a French fry tray and shitting it and then put that into a fucking cup. Of liquid of some kind. I had to pee. I had to take blood. I had to, you know. Yeah. A French fry tray. That was how specific this was. I don't even know what we learned from that. And I'm sorry if it grossed you guys out. All I know is that I'm taking a lot of supplements. And I can honestly say. I'm not sure I feel better. And that guy just made a couple grand. Who cares if I come back? Look. Orny Adams. He's at the uh, Hollywood Improv this weekend, July 15th and 16th. His podcast is called What's Wrong with Orny Adams. Get that wherever you get your podcast. And this is me having a not tense, but at times awkward and revealing conversation with Orny Adams. Where do where do you live? Do you do a podcast? I do. When? You do. I, do.
1: I live uh <laughs> And I, I, we all do now, right? I, yeah, I mean, yeah. you get it. Uh, it's <laughs> I the, get it. I started no, it. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And I actually commend you because I think it's it's remarkable yeah. what you've accomplished now that I've, I've tried it. Yeah. The one thing I've learned from doing my own podcast mm. is I now have respect for the radio people <laughs> That's true. that I shit on on the road <laughs> for That's, so many years. It's true. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's a weird talent. It's a specific talent. I mean, I think I always had a certain amount of respect for the guys that did that well. You know, there are guys that were annoying. There's a lot of ego to it. Yeah. And, you know, God knows with people like you and I, you know, there there's instantaneous ego battles with anybody <laughs> assuming a position that were, we're uh, like that. And there's something particularly annoying about radio guys. right? <laughs> but when you were on one that worked, it was elevating. I mean, like to be to. in what I did morning radio for a year or two, right? So, mm-hmm. to be on a morning crew where you got to keep that juice going, right? And and I, the thing that changed my mind about it was, uh, I knew when we had a guest on that you, the last thing you wanted was them to fuck up the momentum, <laughs> right? So if you've got a vibe going and a comic walks in, he's like, no, no, no. It's like, oh fuck! Right? He just fucked up the whole group. So. I had respect for the job, but some of them got a little shitty about podcasts, so I still have a resentment towards the ones that are sort of like, these podcasts. Right, yeah. right.
1: I, I I agree. So, I do mine out of a uh, In my backyard, I've got a Shasta trailer, uh-huh. like a vintage, and I converted it into a podcast studio. What is that, like a, an Airstream? It's sort of, yeah. Shasta. You can look at Shastas. It's a very yeah. like, mid-century modern, okay. very cool. And I, So, a trailer that you'd have to hook up to a hitch where you
0: drive them? Hitch. Okay, I know. I know what kind. they are. they're kind of like they got a little curve to them. Yeah, but they're not Airstream ones. Right. They don't have. They're not fully curved, but they have a little curve on the top. Is I haven't.
1: That... To be honest with you, I haven't thought about the curvature that much. Huh. Like I haven't. Uh, oh, I can. It. I can just look at it. You can one. look at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you got it set up up there. Yeah. It's and it's uh, it's intimate and cool, but you know I don't do a lot of guests. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm, I'm sort of shy not, about that. And you're not. You're not living in the trailer. No, I'm not living. <laughs> although people think i am it might come to that so i have it if it does come to that I- i'm ready yeah and, and it might yeah but here's the thing so i started doing yeah, that's, it that's
0: what i'm thinking of yeah well, it's got a sure. little it's got a little curve on the back yeah, too you it. know Mine's like yellow
1: okay yeah like this kind of thing yeah, yeah okay okay yeah, yeah. yeah that's cool but so i when i do it yeah and you can help me with this i'll, okay. I'll sit there and talk to myself for an hour which is really that's borderline you're going crazy no well that
0: that's the big trick man yeah uh, that was the big shift for me is is can you sit on a mic by yourself I mean that really separates the men's from the right. men from the boys right. in broadcasting uh-huh. can you be compelling by yourself on a mic you know alone?
1: For an hour,
0: sure. Well, for an I mean, hour. you've decided that,
1: but he, oh, okay, he, right. And here's the thing: so I do it, and yeah. I go, "That was great," and then I go back and listen. I go, "I can't believe how uninteresting I am." Like in the moment.
0: Uh, so it's finally you've realized.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have, <laughs> all these years. I thought I deserved more in this business. I'm, I've come to realize I really don't. I'm, I'm where I should be.
0: Oh, come on. Your, <laughs> your stand-up's always strong.
1: Thanks. Yeah, please.
0: but uh, so so, do you find, what have you found from doing the podcast? I mean, like, do, do people listen to it? Do, have, maybe you shouldn't listen to yourself.
1: I think I've, w- what I treat it as is sort of like a companion piece for my stand-up. Uh-huh. So if you enjoy my stand-up, th- this is me sort of dissecting it. I think it's too serious.
0: Oh, so you're, you're
1: doing, uh, like, uh, uh, what do you call it? Yeah. Uh, 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 commentary on your bits Sometimes I am and sometimes it's on the <laughs> world sometimes it's on crazy stories you, sometimes
0: wait, I do yeah. you play the bit and then Sometimes the
1: con- I do yeah <laughs> why does this amuse you so much Sometimes I have to break down something that went wrong or uh-huh. you know and that's what you're doing so you really No no that isn't the theme of the podcast No I get it but I, what
0: what's funny to me is that it's like um it's just so up your own ass in a way, right? And in a, I, Not in a bad way, but I mean, but like, you know, what you're doing when you sort of sit there with your own bit and talk about yeah. the bit and where the bit comes from, uh it, it just it's sort of uh it's your own bubble You're right kind of, I mean you,
1: you might be right it might be why no one's listening I don't I don't know I, I'm listen I'm open to criticism for sure here's what I, I this is what I've uh, sort of okay. figured out or yeah. deduced in life I'm good at one thing uh-huh it, according to me is and that true stand-up comedy that's yeah. it is it yes I believe that's all I'm capable of I don't, I don't know I don't know if I agree with you I, I I you know it might
0: be all you do I'm the same way I mean the, 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 that's, the, that's the thing I do right but I imagine I'm capable of other things you're a bright guy and you know you get
1: I don't know I've tried a lot of other things like and I fail what whether it's creating shows whether What it's happened even, you? even relationships uh-huh. I just I'm good stand up I'm in control I feel good and so why not why not discuss this on the podcast what it's the only thing I can give the world is an explanation for what I'm doing up there, but that's not the theme of the pod. Right? I, I love you so much. I just love. I knew you'd find something. What are we? Five minutes in? <laughs> the whole no. way, like this morning. I'm like, I better find an outfit that's not going to upset Mark. But, but, I don't no. want to trigger him. I don't want to uh, upset well, him. Well, I
0: was, I, I, wondering. I was wondering what you were thinking coming over here, and I was like, sort of like, do you, do, do you have anything you need to uh,
1: well, it, to address? We'll, we'll get to it in a second, but let me finish this. When I initially. Created the podcast. What's uh, wrong with Orny Adams? Yeah. I was going out on the road.
0: Was this before the problem with Jon Stewart? <laughs> Did, Did I, I have a problem with Jon Stewart? No, no. His his show is called The Problem with Jon oh, Stewart. I, and yeah, yeah. You, you both you both seem to be in your own echo chamber around your work. So you know, good.
1: sometimes I discuss John's bits on my show too, and I break them down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. Good, do I you? Do. No, I don't.
0: I don't. Yeah, that would mean you'd have to listen
1: it, to him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even oh, yeah. I didn't even know he had a podcast. It was, <laughs> no, it's
0: a TV show it was yeah. on fucking uh, HBO. I don't know if it's still on. Yeah, no yeah. one, no one knew. He's, I, he's one of us now. He's yeah. just walking among the you know marginally uh, well-known uh, uh, mortals. Happens fast. <laughs> Happens <laughs> fast. Uh, well, it, well, he chose to try to come back, right? Right. Like you know, why not go out a myth? Yeah. Why? Why come
1: back and have people go like, oh my god, what happened to that guy? Right. You got to do sort of like Letterman, but at the, but Letterman sort of. Tiptoed back. Well,
0: well, yeah, but Letterman's just like an old uh, beautiful soul now. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so he interviews
1: still... outside yeah
0: It's good. Uh, yeah, he's a he's a sweetheart. Yeah. Well, it's fortunate that you never got huge because <laughs> Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's what I think. I wouldn't be able to handle it.
0: <laughs> okay. I wouldn't be able to handle you it. I could
1: barely handle almost getting huge. Uh, barely huge, I can handle barely handle. I could barely handle barely huge. Yeah. Okay, so what were you so saying? So I was going out on the road and yeah. I was recording really interesting conversations. Yeah. And with, this is how lofty. Uh, it would be like I would talk to drivers and they always had interesting stories like yeah. this, sometimes they were coke dealers before they became drivers sure. yeah. some of them have been arrested in yeah. jail accused of murder yeah. and I'd sort of start talking to them and I had my zoom just like you and yeah. I said can I record this mm. and then I would turn it into like these lofty sort of I thought I was like NPR bits I'd <laughs> yeah. do like interstitials in between Oh yeah, like well, I, I, it was we, at this moment Sean <laughs> realized come on you don't think this is going to be a hit <laughs>
0: No, I mean you, you, were, you you tried stuff. There's nothing wrong with trying stuff. Yeah, yeah. But you were doing it seriously, earnestly. Yes, to... I
1: was. I was, and it would take months to edit, and then have music made for it. I mean, I, I pumped a lot of money into it. Oh my and,
0: god! Yeah, it's, it reminds me of the of the the process of you writing in the, that old movie. You it, know, like you, yeah. that's how you approach everything. Yeah.
1: Well, here's the good news. Yeah. It took me. Barely succeeding. i instead of saying failing, barely succeeding at a podcast to respect you, Mark. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's what it took. I go, This is Mark Marin, <laughs> he did it. God you bless him. Did, you never respected me before. No, that. I did. I to be honest with you. And we <laughs> get back to well, I know where you're leading into. Why, why would you? Why
0: well, would you respect me? I was such a hard. I was so hard on you and such an asshole to you. Why well, you, you
1: want to We can discuss. I, I, I'll <laughs> relax, I'll preempt that relax. by saying I have always <laughs> respecting your comedy
0: okay I really I
1: really do well thank you and and so get into that because I want to hear what you have to say about <laughs> what <laughs> about what yeah our relationship oh. our our friendship well I think like what it was
0: was like you know it was it, I think it happened even before like I was annoyed by you before comedian <laughs> okay. like before the movie
1: you were like a, an early adapter <laughs> Yeah, I was, but
0: it was not. You know, I I think when I look at it in retrospect, and and I feel bad about it, and I I. I but the thing was, I don't know that be, because you're sort of, you have a, a certain amount of fairly you know effective, you know narcissistic blinders up mm-hmm. that I'm not sure I was really landing any punches when I was being a dick to you. Yeah. I think you probably just thought like, why is that guy being a dick to yeah, me? I
1: couldn't figure it out. <laughs> like I remember one time, yeah. one time we were at the improv and uh-huh. I, I go, look at Mark. He came over to me and you were so nice to me. Yeah. And like, you almost made it through being nice to me. And then you walked around. Here's the dismount. I go, he did it. And then you yeah. turned around yeah. and you had to say something. You yeah. had to, yeah. what, what who are you imitating now? Bob Dylan? Yeah, like yeah. you had to. Right, right. Yeah.
0: Uh, what, what, yeah, what must be, what you were wearing? <laughs> yeah, well, what was it—the hat?
1: Maybe the hat. Maybe <laughs> I didn't know you follow my career so closely. The hat phase. Uh, well, but, I just remember
0: you in the hat at Montreal. It's—it's it's not that I follow your career, but like, like I see you. And the, the thing of that, it's the same with you know Burbiglia. You know, for me, you know, like there's something that that fundamentally annoys me about him. <laughs> and i can't i i don't know what it is i don't i don't know if it, it it's it it's person it's me you know it's not them you know i don't have but you know i've spent the you know years it's so, uh, in some ways you know honoring my feelings around people with just being a dick to them right well, I don't,
1: but what i don't understand yeah. is why do you feel the need to say it like i think that too i go who well, look at mark who does he think he is john mm. lennon mm. but i don't say it uh-huh. i think it
0: we'd have to figure out how to say it to me
1: but i wouldn't want to that's really well because like we're not like busting ball comics like we're not yeah. like, like i've gotten more that way with have? certain people okay well there's certain people that i have
0: that 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 i could do it with uh-huh. you know and they just get a kick out of it yeah. but but i'm it's not my nature you know cuz i'm always a, a little too vicious yeah Yeah, but there are certain guys that I could just bust balls with, and because they and I'll take it from them. I don't know. They're just like Godfrey. Like I bust Godfrey's balls all the day long, right? Because he just gets a kick out of it. But you're not going to get a kick out of it. You're going to take it personally.
1: No, at this point, I don't think so.
0: Why wouldn't you say who do you think is John Lennon? You've never said anything mean to anybody
1: Uh, behind your back. I do. The minute you leave, I call. You know, I call my crew (laughs) and I go, "Yeah, I got a Marin update. (laughs) Yeah, now now I've I've upset him by my hat." Yeah.
0: Tell me about your crew.
1: <laughs> I got a crew. Don't mess with my crew. You got a crew? Yeah, 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 yeah. You, yeah. How many guys in the crew? Between all of us, we have one thousand listeners on all our podcasts. That's our, that's my you crew. Get
0: the Ernie Adams
1: crew. Yeah. No, we all have our friends that we call sure, after you, sure. you. know A sec. The Friday second show set yeah. where the audience sucks. And yeah. Nobody shows up. You do. You call people? I used to. I don't anymore. Mm. I uh,
0: like I if I have a woman in my life I'll I'll give it to them, Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) but but uh, you know generally I kind of you know it's it's weird the 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 club life
1: but okay find that the women get it that that you did when you complain about stand up and I'll tell you why
0: I don't you know it's I I'm only recently getting you know sort of more adept at uh, you know properly empathizing for for women especially the ones I've been with you know because I've not been the greatest guy in the world but as I get older and as I learn more things I've gotten much better and I can see them as separate human beings and not just reciprocals for my garbage sure so whether they get it or not I think they get they get, they get struggle and and most of the time I yeah, I would say for the last decade or, or so uh you know I I'm generally with fans oh interesting yeah, Because yeah, you, you want to be
1: loved, and that's the most. I guess I kind of want
0: to want to be loved, but I like to be appreciated. Right, uh, and uh, you, you know, and also there's a shorthand to that because they know a lot about me. Right. But it's a good way to lose fans, too.
1: Yeah, one at a time. But you have plenty to lose. You have plenty to lose. But don't, I, 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 I right, see I'm that right. as a liability when they adore you. Mm. I'd rather be with somebody that knows nothing about comedy, doesn't yeah. care about comedy. Uh-huh. Well, God forbid they bring up another comedian I can't stand and they think they're funny. Uh-huh. That's a nightmare. Yeah, well, I I have a
0: problem with that sometimes. Yeah, right. It's not a nightmare. Yeah. But I'll be like, you know, really? Ornie Adams?
1: Yeah. Tell me, tell like, me, yeah. Tell me why why you're an early adapter of being annoyed by... Because I feel like there may be other people out there like you, but I think I divide. There are. There's my boys. My you, crew. Your crew? My... <laughs> <laughs> who's, who's in that crew? There's a
0: lot of us, man. Uh, <laughs> I... I...
1: Okay, the Largo. <laughs> I'm sure the talk at Largo. The Largo. <laughs> Listen to
0: you. You played there, haven't you? No, I haven't. Oh, you do fine there. Yeah. What, what, what's the problem with the Largo? Why do you think that's a separate? I'd world? love to do
1: Largo. Nobody's yeah. asked me. Oh, yeah. I don't. Here's the, here's the truth. I'm shocked. I'm here right now. Like, yeah. can you explain to me what I'm doing on your <laughs> podcast? I just
0: wanted to. I wanted to connect. I've been, you know, I've been hard on you. Yeah. And you know, and I, and I knew that, like, no matter how fucking hard I've been on you, uh, for no real reason other than you annoy me, uh, that that given <laughs> given the opportunity, you would come over here in a second.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did. I did have a conversation with my agents. So I'm like, is this a setup? <laughs> They go, we don't think he does that to people, otherwise he wouldn't get guests. And, oh, yeah. But I also feel like there comes a point in your life, like uh-huh. I feel like as you mature, yeah. we're not as competitive as we once were. That's and probably true. You're more welcoming, and we're probably more similar than dissimilar. So when you looked at Ornie Adams in a hat, you said, god damn it that's me that's my well no i think that's true
0: and that's why i just texted my uh you know when i was talking to my producer like that usually is why i mean i understand we probably grew up similarly you know we we're probably sort of there's some sort of scramble to kind of put ourselves together in a way uh something's missing Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) and 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 i i i think i identified your quest for selfhood uh, you know, through whatever means you had, whether it be hats or, you know, uh, a- acting like other people or whatever, as, as something I, I I understood.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I was going through a sort of a dark period. And so that's where that whole sort of... When, when was the dark period? This was after... Uh, Comedian? You know, yes, exactly.
0: Well, let's go back because I think the first time I started, like the first conversations I remember having about you really... You started at the same time as my ex wife, really. You guys were contemporaries, you and Mishnah,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Mm-hmm. And you used to do shows together, I think, when you were starting out, out in here. New York. I don't New York. remember no? New York, no. Oh, really? No. But she was always sort of like, you know, he's all right. And I'm like, is he? <laughs> yeah.
1: Did I lead to the, the breakup of your marriage? Oh, no, Please no, tell no, me no, it was no. over me.
0: Oh, no. I did that. I, I did. Over, that. did, she like I me. did yeah. No, No, I, I led to the breakup yeah. of my marriage. yeah. But it was one of those things like you're talking about, like, you know, she was like, uh, okay with you. And I'm because you guys were contemporaries yep. and I was like, that guy's annoying. Who's he think he is? You had this, like, this swagger, this cockiness mm-hmm. that I'm sure I had, but mine was angry. Right. Yours was just sort of like, of course I'm here. Why, why wouldn't everybody love me? And I was like, Yo, you can all go fuck yourselves. You don't get it. It's a different approach, but uh-huh. similar roots, I think. Yeah. Where'd you come from? Boston. Oh, really? Yeah. So you grew up in Boston?
1: I grew up outside in a town called Lexington, Massachusetts. I know Lexington, yeah. yeah birthplace I, of American liberty.
0: Yeah? Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: and you? We'd, we'd watch the revolution, the reenactment of revolution every April. Did, uh, you were born in Lexington? So, yeah.
0: Huh? Born and raised. Wait, I'm trying to remember because there was like I I started my stand-up career doing one nighters in New England. So I'm trying to remember if there was
1: one in Lexington. Never in Lexington. No way. No liquor license. You, you'd be surprised. Oh, is that true? Oh, there might have been like a like a, a grill. Uh, right. There was like I I don't know a place where you throw popcorn on the floor. Right. That are, chain. You mean like peanuts on the floor? There was that, a, kind of? that sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, those buffoonery. are the kind of places. <laughs> That's yeah. Where, yeah.
0: So you grew up in like uh, what? What's your, what was your father doing?
1: My father and I don't talk very much about my family. I'm, I'm very sort of private, which is another reason why. Is it private, or you just like to talk about yourself? No, I just feel like I want to protect them. It's none of their business that I went into this. It's okay, yeah. yeah, No, my dad was uh, worked for Polaroid my entire life. I was always oh, around really? cameras. Yeah, and then he left Polaroid and started a company doing focus groups for juries, big hmm. cases. Really? What In a case. weird
0: uh, job transition.
1: No, because at Polaroid he yeah. was doing marketing research. for okay. that. so that was his skill set. And my mom, my mom, a kindergarten teacher.
0: Wow. So you, you were like, this noise is a big part of your childhood. Like,
1: I love it. I love
0: it and just like they're coming out the SX70 that must have been a big day at your well, house Well
1: you know like your family where they're like yeah. Mark stop taking pictures it's yeah. a dollar a picture
0: Oh right right that, we yeah. had
1: piles of <laughs> film everywhere you know It's
0: a dollar a picture <laughs> Were they good pictures? <laughs> they no. were
1: they were of themselves. They were uh, it was a thing. Well let me explain to you there was a time that we didn't have digital instant photography right mm-hmm. on our phones sure. so the excitement yeah. of watching something come into focus Yeah was really cool and yeah. my dad was fascinated by the chemistry behind how land the the guy who started polaroid yeah. figured out how in one in a like one sheet that came out of a camera this thing ma- took the picture and developed yeah. yeah the technology blew him away
0: yeah no it's it's interesting and, and then artists picked up on it and there was ways like if you had the older ones if you had the ones before the SX-70, you could kind of manipulate the surface on mm-hmm. them with a with a pen or a pencil yeah. before you peeled off the thing. Right. I remember them from when I was a very uh, young kid because I'm older than you, but not by much. But, um, but my, I remember my grandparents had one of the land cameras where you had to pull the whole piece out yeah. and kind of yeah. wait with it yeah. for like two or three minutes, I right. think. Before he peeled the gunk off. Probably and the, black and white, too, right? There were some black and white ones, yeah. And then that stinky gunk that was on there. Yeah. You had to throw that away because it was toxic. And when you're a kid, you always wonder what's in the little squirty pack inside the process, you know. Right. But it was nasty. But the, those pictures were kind of cool. And, and they were kind of groovy by the time I was in high school. If mm. you could get hold of one, it was kind of cool and arty to have.
1: One. And Warhol, I was watching that documentary. Yeah. You know, he would take pictures with a Polaroid, then he would, you know, turn it into a screen yeah. on a shirt and right. paint it. And- right. The
0: screen, yeah. yeah.
1: So you have, you have brothers and sisters? Two sisters. Older? I'm in the middle. You're in the middle? And they're all, uh, you know, my entire family is, I call them normal. They all live within a mile or two of each other. Oh, that's nice. In Lexington. They got kids, the they sisters? They have kids, I have nieces, I have nephews. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't, you know, it's, um. and they're together all the time. You get along it's, with them? I do. Huh. I talk to them, you know, like my dad, we were going back and forth uh, watching the tennis, uh, oh, yeah. you know, Wimbledon today. Yeah. I talk to my family every day. Really? Yeah. Well, that's nice. And your mom is a kindergarten teacher. She still doesn't teach anymore,
0: does she? No. no. Oh. Everyone's retired and bored. Are they?
1: <laughs> they're so bored. <laughs> they're like, please drop the ki- grandkids off. Really? that's yeah.
0: how, Oh, that's what they do. Well, that's nice for the
1: sisters to they, have all that.
0: And unlike me, they're very social. So when did you, like when you were a kid in this well-adjusted Jewish, right, Jewish yeah. family? Sure. It'd be bar mitzvah and everything yeah i
1: mean yeah very uh, yeah not religious but uh very into the faith yeah yeah
0: yeah uh in in what way ritual well, yeah, yeah
1: i mean i think socially too like sure. we were well, always yeah. at the temple we had yeah. jewish friends yeah. uh it was were school friends yeah you still got them uh, college friends I do.
0: Oh, no Hebrew
1: school friends? Some of them, but not as I'm not as connected. I didn't love, I, I mean, I still, like, I've got to do a, a show next week and I have to wear a suit, and it drives uh, me nuts. It reminds me of, get your suit on and get to temple. Uh-huh. It, it, you yeah, know, yeah, and, sure. I, and I, I remember there was one week, either I grew or your I- Your one suit. Yeah, I ate too much <laughs> and it was tight, mm. and now that's my biggest fear every time I get into a suit. Oh, yeah? Is it going to be well, tight? Well, I think that's another thing we have in common
0: is a, a, a food issues and body dysmorphia. For you. absolutely you're a vain motherfucker
1: no uh <laughs> i have a jewish metabolism uh, oh yeah is yeah. that what it is yeah wait,
0: wait, is your uh, but did wh- where was the input did was there food in the house i mean is there somebody on, of course there's food in the house but you come from a like a healthy eating family
1: no mm. i mean i don't think in particular but they're always right re- food's always ready to go like yeah. during the pandemic yeah i flew home like right at the beginning yeah like in the uh, 2020s uh I was going to miss my first Thanksgiving yeah. ever, which was mandatory. Yeah, so at I, your folks' house. Yeah, so yeah. I flew to Boston with three masks on yeah. and with the uh, you know the the sprays but, and sure. everything. And I rented a car and I didn't tell anybody because I didn't want them to be worried yeah. about me flying. This is before yeah. the vaccine. This is before right. we even knew sure. what it was. Yeah, and I flew home and I called my parents from the front yard yeah. and I said, uh, "What's for dinner?" And they said, we're having fish. I go, I don't want fish. I want brisket. They go, oh, we wish you were here. I said, open the front door. <laughs> and my mom almost passed out. My oh, dad yeah? had to catch her. She burst out crying. Oh. And I drove to my, she goes, go surprise your sisters. Yeah. I did it at my sister's houses too. Same thing. By the time I came home, yeah. she had a full brisket dinner yeah. with all the accrued yeah. demands and everything just ready to go. Oh, nice. And that's, that's what I grew up. Yeah, in. Yeah. She yeah. could cook. She could cook. That's nice. But what's what's interesting is, and I don't know if you felt this way, I I felt uncomfortable. My legal name is different than the name that I've- What is it? It was Orenstein, Adam Orenstein. Oh. And I changed it to Orny Adams- <laughs> because why does this make you laugh again you hate every no i don't every why, form why, of how I do.
0: how how is how is that not funny I mean, to hear someone's real jewish name what what we're missing
1: is the what without video the passive aggressivity it's not passive aggressive <laughs> how is that not funny That's what am i word. supposed to just take like you know like from Orenstein, you get orny adams and be like oh okay but i'm trying to create a tender moment for us it is so i i didn't like like is her real name marin or yes. is it marin witz no was it ever changed no
0: Huh. It's weird. It goes all the way back, too. I did that show, Finding Your Roots. It goes all the way back to fucking Belarus in the 1800s, Marin. Wow. Yeah. So I I didn't like that I was immediately identifiable as being Jewish. Of course. I mean, I understand that. Jeff Lifschultz, John Liebowitz uh for i forget what jerry lewis's real name it's not unusual yeah yeah
1: but now i kind of want to be identified as jewish well maybe you should change your name and I'm make that the, the topic of, going, of
0: your podcast what
1: about orny Marin? what do you think of that, <laughs> that
0: that's my biggest <laughs> nightmare
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, <laughs> what is it we'll call this episode of the podcast that orny maron do <laughs> so you want to change it back to what is it adam orenstein what's i wouldn't change name? it back
1: but i don't what's I'm, your first name Adam. It was Adam, Adam Ornstein, Ornstein became Orny Adam. Well, that was a clever switch. Yeah.
0: Now, what does your mom call you? Adam <laughs> or Boychek? Boychek, really? Boychek. So you had grandparents that were first uh, generation immigrant kind of I thing. I think they were second. Oh yeah. Yeah. Were they in the Massachusetts too?
1: Massachusetts. Yeah. We uh, went to Boston. Baltimore. Jews, man. The best, right? I knew. I well, I used to work at a deli uh,
0: one one year in West Roxbury called Gordon's Deli. And I didn't realize that there was, you know, that, like, there were, you know, just those old generation of Boston Jews who were immigrants, just like in New York. You always identify it with New York, but it's a whole different culture. Yeah. There's four different kinds of rye bread in Massachusetts. (laughs) The ones with seeds and one without seeds. There's sisal rye with the seeds. There's light rye, which is light rye. There's dark rye, which is dark rye. And there's pumpernickel. Four. I had four at the fucking store. We had tongue. We had brisket. It was real old time eating must have shit. pissed
1: you off. Huh? Four different kinds. No, it was fine. Yeah, I, it yeah. was
0: like a new education. It was just a way of phrasing. Where'd you, where'd you grow up? New Mexico. From Jersey. My family's from Jersey. Why are so, we in New Mexico? Does somebody have allergies? No. My dad, uh, you know, he was in the service when he did his uh, residency as a doctor. And he wanted to start a practice. And he had a friend. Who had moved to Albuquerque and it was a, a a growing city. So he was like, let's let's do it there.
1: What, what kind of doctor? was
0: Orthopedic. Oh, surgeon. Interesting. Yeah, I'm having knee surgery this month. Yeah, it's hammers and nails, but hammers I'm, and saws. I'm ready. Oh, oh, oh,
1: oh. Is, is he still practicing? No, is he? He, no,
0: he's, he's still in Albuquerque. <laughs> he's slowly losing his mind. Yeah, yeah. but uh, but both your parents are healthy. Yeah. So when do you start? How about yours? Both healthy. Well, my dad's got the. Uh, he's he's starting to lose it a little bit. My mom is dizzy. But she's okay. 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 I don't know. How, okay. how wonderful I'm,
1: that they're still alive and still married. Or no, Not I'm married. still
0: married. No, yeah. I, uh, they, they're all right. They, you know, they, they're old. My they, my my
1: my dad's eighty three. My mom's eighty. I think. What? How old are your parents? Right there, eighty. Yeah. My dad's about eighty. And he's got his marbles. Y- yeah, for the most part, that's good. Sure. I mean, some days he's really with it. Yeah. You know, other days, sure. I feel like you know, depends. I guess what time I call. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So what? When do you start? But I realizing. do feel so lucky yeah. that my parents are alive and well, know, I, well, it
0: seems like they must have it seems like you grew up with everything you needed and Sure. You you were you were the the boy where you like uh, always thought of as the uh, the the golden one?
1: No, not oh. even close. All right. No, my family <laughs> they would pick on me nonstop, you know, really? and, and but that's in my what, what? family. It's just fu- my family would laugh. When, yeah. when we get together, we laugh. Yeah. We were the family in the restaurant that people were like, what, what's going on over there?" Yeah and could they be quieter yeah so anything you know like when i i graduated from college and mm. i wrote a, i had a resume and i had a cover letter and i sent it out to about 100 different corporations looking for a job what'd you what'd you uh study political science and philosophy well, so what kind of jobs were you looking at i can't remember it just i i actually think i was looking for advertising doing copywriting. so when you were in high school and stuff you
0: never did any performing of any kind
1: no just in college but i sent out this letter and the final line, instead of thank you for your consideration, yeah. the typo was thank you for you consideration so now every time we get together you know, it's, you know, can you yeah. pass the turkey at that, thank you for you consideration yeah, so yeah. it's like, you Busting know I'm still, be, still being mocked for that Yeah, yeah, still? Still. Wild and I never had, a, I never got a job I never got a job offer, I've never, I've only uh, lived off a of stand-up comedy
0: well, okay, so you you go to high school, no performing
1: uh, I played um, I, I played a Rolling Stones song in like a talent show. You play guitar? No, I'm horrible. Oh, but you used to. No, I was horrible. Oh. But, but you... I tried. <laughs> that hey, seems, you're some beautiful that that seems to be a That
0: seems to be a theme.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now that we're bros, you can, you can bust balls all you want. I don't Thank
0: care. God. I've been waiting my whole life for Are this.
1: we going to be... Friendlier to each no, other when we see each no, other at the clubs, no. we're going to revert back to awkward in the green room. I will be better. It'll be better. This is like a first step. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> it's so okay. persistent. That's the I want to be your friend, Mark. No, no. no. I don't, okay. I don't <laughs> want to be your friend. <laughs> <laughs> you could be like the other fellas, you know, that I see, you know, not be mean to. Okay.
1: The, I, the thing I can't like. The do you thing... feel bad when you're mean to somebody? Like, do you go home like an like an addict and go, "Why did I do that?" Or are you are a sociopath uh, no, and you, I, you lack
0: I, empathy? No, I don't lack empathy. I do feel bad sometimes, you know, and I, and it more so, I always feel a little bad. Uh-huh. Um, but I also try to ride a line where, and there's not many people I bully anymore. You just happen to be one of them, but I don't, I don't do it that much anymore. I just give you stink eye and fucking, you, yeah. you know, and, and don't engage with you, right.
1: I don't think you've bullied me uh, in, a, in a long time. No, I haven't. And by the way, I'm pro bully. I, I was bullied in high school and I think it makes you a stronger person. Do, it doesn't. It, it, it doesn't. <laughs> does not No, it doesn't.
0: I don't think so. I, I, I think what it does is make you doubt your own vulnerability. And, you know, if somebody bullies you and they hurt your feelings, uh, it, it, it may make you uh, uh, more resistant. But I, I, I don't think it makes you uh, feel good about your
1: feelings yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't. I don't know. I feel like I've been. I was. I felt like I was bullied many times in my life. Really? And when? I think it, um, in high school? High school. I was. But for what? Were you fat? No. You just you, sort yeah. of got picked on. Like I don't think there's anything specific. So. So. so but this it's, is not something bu- that, it's not it's, like bullied. I was wait, like much like. Is, well, go ahead. This is. So this has happened your whole life. No, it hasn't, Mark. <laughs> Don't make excuses for your. You just, you've been annoying people no. since you were a child, no. and you don't think. What's <laughs> funny is you're deflecting on how annoying you are. Sure, I, mean, I, I
0: I think I'm intense. I don't know if I'm annoying. Do I? I wonder if I'm annoying. I think I'm in, uh, a little too intense and sometimes intimidating, and and I don't see, and I and I come off as arrogant, but I don't know if I'm annoying.
1: Arrogant, yes. I don't think mm. you certainly didn't intimidate me. Of course not. But I I was more like. What's sort wrong of, with this guy yeah sort of like what is, why is he he <laughs> almost got away from the conversation without insulting me yeah, I get it and I mean let's be honest, mm. twenty years ago this meeting would not have happened today
0: wait, I would i why would I know it it wouldn't there was no podcast, so we've matured we've matured I don't know that it would have gone any differently twenty years ago, and I think i I do think I think that there is something to competitiveness. That is is probably part of it. I, mm-hmm. I think that there was probably, you know, outside, you know, my own insecurity and, you know, the jealousy of the type of attention you were getting at a different time because we're close enough to being contemporaries that I, I don't look at you as like the next generation or anything. But, you know, there was certainly a, a period there where, you know, be, you would seem to be getting a tremendous amount of attention and, uh, and then it just... Uh, you just self-emulated somehow. You just—it <laughs>
1: all blew up. Is that what happened? I don't know what happened. Well, you as an outsider. I'd love to hear what you oh. think. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like that.
0: Uh, like I didn't. I don't know that I saw the movie until later. Like I didn't see it when it came out. Mm-hmm. But I do remember reading that piece in Harper's. Uh, the six minutes of fun. That's
1: interesting. You read that? I've read it many times. Why is that? I I haven't. <laughs> Maybe I should discuss this on my podcast I've given and bring it, it down. To yeah, have you really? Why?
0: <laughs> because it was such an amazing, sort of odd insight into what you were going through. You know, more so to me than than the movie. Mm-hmm. There's a line uh, and, and, and I think it, it sort of honors something about comics, but also it's sort of about you know, kind of the momentum you were in. Mm-hmm you know that that you're sort of like you were being fueled by this confidence because you were being indulged by the business and by you know powerful people right. had 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 sort of like gotten behind you and you know why wouldn't your ego be you know huge yeah. and 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 ready to go but that line where <laughs> where you where you don't do well on stage and then you get off stage, and and the I think the final line of the the article is: is a, a, by the time he had gotten to the bottom of the stairs, he had convinced himself that he
1: killed. Ah, uh, I don't think I did. I I knew I didn't do well. Yes, you love it. You love. It. L- listen, that guy that wrote that
0: uh, wasn't it a woman? Was it, it was a guy? guy and, all right, all and right.
1: it was uh, that guy followed me around and was my best friend. Yeah, you and can't trust him. You can't. He was irresponsible and to the point where he called me the first call in montreal said like, yeah. your name is everywhere in the in the papers everyone's talking about you yeah. your ego must be huge yeah. i said to be funny uh yeah i'm going to need a bigger hotel room for it uh, that's line one of the article that's funny it's but he said Orny's ego's so big, he said he's going to need a big... That's not what happened. I didn't volunteer this information. I was reacting but to it. But it was a joke, yeah. It was a joke. It doesn't come across as a joke. It comes across as fodder for pricks like you yeah. that are looking to you know take yeah. me down to the fact you're like, everybody I'm, I'm possibly having a deal with, you send them the Harper's article no, and no, no, no. Uh, my first I, I, demo I, reel from no, Atlanta. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I,
0: it, was, it was comics. I just I just thought it was a, an
1: odd... It was a well-written thing about comedy, about the experience. I was way out of my league in that thing i i i didn't know what i was in for i didn't know you know well let's talk about the how where it unfolded where did you start doing comedy in college Co- atlanta georgia uh funny bone really buckhead was the first time i was on stage in buckhead yes i just did a show in buckhead at I the wasn't. buckhead theater it I was wasn't. fine
0: so you, why there you were going to school there yeah, i was going to school there oh emory yeah yeah how was that what'd you do that first time
1: I did. Um, I'd have to look at my set list. I no, still have it. Yeah, I do. Wow, I do. I was doing jokes about um, studying abroad in Italy. I uh-huh. wasn't 21 yet. So How'd it go, the, uh, the set? I felt very comfortable up there, but I'm sure, who knows? In fact, this weekend I, for July 4th, one yeah. of the parties was my college friends yeah. and one of them was there that night. Wow. The first time I did comedy. Yeah. Yeah. So did
0: you do it for them in the dorm room before?
1: I was always sort of funny, and when I studied abroad in Italy, in fact, that might be the first time I did stand up. Mm. They, I did it for all the American kids, like in the, oh, yeah. in the general yeah. assembly room. Yeah, and then I would go to Boston over the summer and do stand up, and it was Where at? Knicks, yeah. stitches, catcher your eyes. This eye is and like star. while
0: you were in college. Yes. Oh, so catch was still open.
1: Knicks. Uh What else was it? Really? Uh, Went to Giggles, so, and Giggles and Saugus.
0: Giggles and Saugus. Yeah, the Leaning Tower of Pizza.
1: Yeah, I would do I, all Nick's at the Kowloon. That. You know, I never had to do an open mic or a Dick bringer Doherty's. show. Dick Doherty's, because there was just so many rooms.
0: Right, but you had enough. Ch- you had enough chops that. Well, back then it was. It was sort of before bringer shows. It was still sort of an open mic guest spot situation. So you were what doing opening slots and stuff? No,
1: it would be like you know. It's Don Gavin's show Wednesday night at uh, right, Knicks. Knicks and, right, you know. So you were
0: getting booked. I was getting booked because on those you shows. had time. You had the bits.
1: Well, I think in those days you would come up and say, "Hey, I'm a stand up comedian from Atlanta." You'd try it. You'd embellish, right? You'd, okay. You know, you yeah, you're doing stand up down there. You come up here. And, oh, right. so you didn't present yourself as a local? Well, a no, I who... was a Boston boy and always will be. But they uh, would, m- they would write. They but keep... m- Mike Clark would give you a shot. Yes. Yeah. And if you deliver. You get the gig. You get and the then gig. then they'd
0: start folding it into those one-nighters and going to Saugus. And For go,
1: 75 bucks to go that's to New 75 Hampshire. 75
0: bucks, that's right. <laughs> loved it that's how you
1: cut your teeth I, right
0: I, that's how I did it I mean it's not how everybody does it but that's yeah I, I cut my teeth in New England doing one night but don't you think that's what makes you better like absolutely when anybody says what advice would you give a young comic get yeah. on stage every single night well that's one thing but I mean you know but doing it that way where you go up cold opening for another guy in the middle of nowhere I mean that's different right. I mean that, that really is hard
1: but don't and you it, remember the days when like you got booked as a feature and now you have sure. to do 30 minutes but you don't have 30 minutes so you sit there you write oh, yeah. out you a do list everything yeah yeah for 30 minutes you're on stage going now go to this bit now yeah. go to
0: this bit. oh yeah sure yeah but like when i started it was mostly two-man show so it wasn't a feature spot the opener had to do a half hour and then the headliner would do 45 minutes huh that was the that was the one-nighter right thing. and the good places had an opener like if you did nick if you did the giggles or you did the Taunton regency a three-man
1: show but most of them in my recollection were two-man shows well, I remember in Boston, uh-huh. the MC on the weekday shows was the headliner. So it'd be That's like right. Sweeney. Yeah, yeah. That's right. right. And so those guys would get up there. They'd do 45 minutes if they sure. wanted to. Then they'd yeah. bring me up or right. they'd bring somebody else right. up. And, and it was all Lenny really and, yeah, 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 yeah. strong comic. So you were around strong comedy What years were that? What years 91 was that? to, you know, up to the 2000s. You know, I moved to New York for about four or five years
0: so you so you started really doing the work at the clubs in Boston
1: so you didn't have to do bringer shows but it's still a little before bringer shows I think yeah I didn't do bringer or no open mics either I never like waited in a line I never saw I did some of that I got lucky I definitely did open mics yeah
0: at Catch Rising Star huh and uh, yeah and played against Sam's yeah definitely there was
1: definitely open mics but uh, well so yeah so that was your entrance so when did you move to New York well what happened was Disney came in and they were scouting to give development deals and they saw me and they flew me to la for a meeting with the head of the head of the head of development for disney yeah and uh i remember that meeting i so weird i had a there's me and one other kid who's probably no longer in the business they put us up at a really nice hotel and we had our meetings and they said you're going to meet with her and talk for like uh, 20 minutes and then you'd sit outside of the office and they'd say We're going to let you know if you're going to stay in L.A. or you're going to go home on a plane. Yeah. And I got sent home on a plane that night. I got like eliminated from the deal. And it was the longest, saddest flight. This is before cell phones. You yeah. couldn't even call your parents and go, No, I got sent home. Yeah. Like it happened so fast. They got me the hell out of that hotel room. Wow. And uh yeah. But after welcome to show yeah, yeah, I guess I should have known then to get yeah. out. And then after that, they all they, they all uh, people wanted to see me do stand up. So they I'd go to New York to audition. Yeah and so i I'd, I'd do a set at the cellar so they could see me, yeah. stand up New York, blah, blah. and right. that's how I got in at the strip at all oh, yeah. those clubs okay. was because of that. Okay. So, for that, showcases. Yes. Yeah. So that was fortunate. And then you moved down there. Loved it. I, I would say, as a stand up comedian, the most pure point in my career was doing. 15 minute sets All over town Yeah With the best Yeah With the best Sure And just you know I, it, Nobody was thinking Am I talking about something That could become a TV show Nobody was thinking Am I wearing something That says something Yeah We were just getting up there To be funny Boston yeah. too was like that So you're doing New York and yeah, How many Letterman's did you do
0: I did one Letterman mm.
1: I did a few Tonight shows
0: Okay, so what happens now? Let's, let's, let's just track what I'm trying to track. And what I was going to say to you before about people I, I resent and what I've realized, you know, and, and I always kind of knew, is that no matter how much, you know, I may be annoyed with you for my own dumb reasons, you know, you're a good comic and you're solid and you always do the job. So like, no matter what I think, mm-hmm. you know, that, you well, know, thanks. stands out to me and, you know, and I have to honor that, yeah. you, you know, it's not like you're, you're not like a hack and you're not like you do, you're the aggravated guy. I get it. You've mm-hmm. been that way since you were young. I don't know why you acted <laughs> like you were 70 when you were 30. Well, but why does
1: it matter why? It doesn't which matter. I do it. Yeah. And, 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 and it's mutual. I've always respected your work and I've always thought you were funny and that never like, which kind of sucks because you just want to go, this guy's a dick and, he, and he's a hack. I know, but yeah. I could never, you know. You could I just could, say I'm Dick. and, and i and no no because i i i like you and i, yeah. I and i want to like you and i i just it, it's just it's it's strange when someone you admire is attacking you <laughs> yeah i know i know well you know we, we i'm sorry about that I, and i'm sorry that i annoyed you with no, it's my annoyingness. Fault. it's not your fault
0: you're yeah. just you're who you are you know I, I I believe me i you know no one was inviting me to parties yeah <laughs> you know i mean i i definitely annoy some people uh, but, yeah, uh, so when 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 does this, the momentum start, you know, that was, I, I, yeah, how do you frame that whole experience with, with comedian, with a movie and, and I, what happened after
1: I, that? I can tell you the way I remember it in my brain uh-huh. is uh, I was doing a lot of shows in the city. I was, every night I'd go cellar, Gotham, stand up, strip back down what to the cellar. This? This is like ninety nine, yeah, nineteen ninety. Okay, yeah, and I felt like like they were making accommodations. Like if I called asking, go, can I go one set later so I can do stand up New York? She would do it, and I yeah. felt very good about myself. And they would put me on, you know, stand up New York to close the show, Gotham to close the show, and all of a sudden, yeah, that's why. That's probably the
0: beginning of why you were annoying me, is that because I was there, wasn't I? Yeah, I was in New York, right and, and I, okay yeah so what annoys you about that when it was just sort of like you know i you know you uh represented something that annoyed me you were you were just a guy that was uh you know going out to kill at all the clubs and you know you you didn't uh i the ambition of it I, i'm just weird about it you huh. know? and it's a, it's a problem i have I, I probably have to explore more but you know people who are focused and and specifically ambitious and aware of it uh annoy me. Yeah. Like I know I'm ambitious, but I don't pay attention to it. So it's let, just a
1: persistence of so that I So let me ask you a question. Do you like athletes like Muhammad Ali that you know, I'm a bad man, or whatever he says. I sting like the sure, cocky. Sure. You do? Yeah. Do you I like know. the guy in baseball that points the right field and then knocks it out of the park? Kind of.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't. I'm not a sports
1: guy. I maybe, love maybe, those guys. I
0: know. Like, okay, I get. Do you it. see where I'm getting at? No, like, I get. What, yeah. and Maybe it's because I don't really watch sports that I, <laughs> I just misunderstood you for so many years.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. That's He's what just it a is? guy that
0: wanted to hit it out of the park. Yeah. He wants to, you know, you know, float like a butterfly and sting like a bee. I'm yeah. Like, I mean,
1: I, I think it's. It's interesting that you can get away with these things. I don't, it's just,
0: I can't even manufacture the confidence that you were manufacturing either for real or out of insecurity Hmm. at the time you were doing it. And I found it contemptible.
1: Huh. (laughs) And I respect, I I respect that. And I, and I, and I, and I agree. And and looking back, yeah, there are many things that, that I look and I'm I'm embarrassed. It makes me cringe. Like what? Uh, Mark, there's a there's a million (laughs) the movie. Yeah, there are parts of the movie. I understand. I understand. Okay, so you let's let's go back to
0: the beginning of the movie. So you're doing all these sets.
1: Yes. And what happens? Uh, Every time I saw that stupid camera crew in the lobby of any of those clubs, yeah. I knew Seinfeld was going to come in okay, and now bump me. Right. And I'm using this as a launching pad for my social life. So New York's a wonderful place. You can do your shows till 1 in the morning and then you can stay out till 4. You don't have to worry about drinking and yeah. driving. You're going right. to take the subway or a yeah. cab home. And I would have women show up or friends and we'd go... Well, you're not quite the hero that night when Seinfeld mm. shows up. Yeah. So he kept... Bumping me, yeah, from shows, yeah, understandably. So that one day the film crew saw that I was frustrated, if you can believe it, yeah. And they said, "Can we ask you a few questions?" And I said, "Sure." <laughs> yeah, maybe. they said, "What do you think of Seinfeld's act, the new uh-huh. act?" I said, "I don't think it's that good." <laughs> I said, "It sort of seems dated. Like his style seems dated. The topics. He doesn't talk. You fast saying this enough. on camera? On camera. Hmm. They show Seinfeld. Seinfeld says, quote follow this guy, he's the only one that has the balls to criticize me. Mm. And I was then followed and enamored. Again, these guys, these producers, if you know anything about what's going on in reality shows now, they know how to make you feel good and get you to say shit. That you shouldn't say. And I was too young and naive. And I was also doing a character in some sense. So when I go to a a car service and I go to open the door and I look at the camera and go, I have to open my own door? That's a character. That
0: makes sense. But that
1: isn't when people see it, they go, who does this guy think that he doesn't have to open his own doors?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So... So you're it, kind of playing the part they put you in.
1: Yes. Right. And you know what? There were two versions. There was a version of that film that w- we took out, or Seinfeld took out, but he graciously took me along for. Seinfeld was very kind to me. Yeah. Flew me to New York one time, and he said, I want to take you out and show you how to be famous and sign autographs. Uh-huh. It was very Anytime I did a Like, when I did a special, he would call and come. Like, he privately was very supportive uh-huh. of me. and And so then it got sold to Merrimax. I remember the meeting movie. with Harvey Weinstein.
0: Oh, really? Yes. Huh. How was that?
1: Uh, everything you would expect it to be. Okay. And so once that version, the, the word came back, take out this guy doing stand-up and take out these moments that make him look human and sort of vilify him. And so that's what they that's what they did. The second cut was a lot different than the first one. So they set you up. I wouldn't say it was a setup I would say they're smart they got they've got to have a bad person in there so wh- it, it's easier to dislike me if you don't see stand up that substantiates my Why Jerry let him do that w- Why do you think Cuz it's payback
0: payback for what for having the balls to criticize him maybe I don't know hmm. I don't know so wh- who what was the uh, relationship with George Shapiro who just passed hmm because i mean that was you know that was, was he was my manager right but so seinfeld
1: turned him on to you i uh, i have a i have some thoughts on that that i, I won't share today but i think what it's you mean, some... when are you going to share them this is it this is it is this my uh... <laughs> i have some thoughts <laughs> he, on and that and i and i he's guess he's dead he's dead but still i i'm going to wait until everybody's dead and then <laughs> oh. yeah yeah okay i'm going to wait until the day before we leave for mars okay and All right. uh, as as a species I, uh, yeah.
0: Okay, so who? Uh, how'd you get in, involved with George? Through Jerry? Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah, and, and the producers were sending him my tapes.
0: So the producers of the documentary? Yes. Where, where were they from? England? Where no,
1: one was, one was British, but they yeah. were both guys that worked at an ad agency and had worked with Seinfeld, huh. and pitched this documentary and i had listen i was so excited to get 700 a day whatever I, I the know. sag after look, I,
0: dude i i you know the there nothing about you
1: wanting to be involved in that was peculiar why wouldn't you what i think is fascinating is it's it's on uh netflix now is it it is <laughs> i shouldn't have said that but it is oh you know and i'll still get i'll get like why are you laughing i'll i'll get People will, like, on social media, they'll, like, attack me. They'll, like, just saw the new Seinfeld thing. I'm, like, it's not new. It's not even HD. What
0: a fucking nightmare. It's a
1: square image. Thank you. The fucking nightmare. But people attack me. I'm the villain of this. doc. Do you understand Bill Cosby is in this documentary yeah. and I'm still the asshole?
0: Yeah. I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> You love it. No, I don't. don't. I, I I, mean, I, I'm laughing because it's hilarious, but it's horrible. It's like, it, it's just like, it's it's just this, you, you had no control over it. And, you know, you've obviously framed it in retrospect as you can understand why they made the choices you made, but it, you, you
1: know, it fucking, it hobbled you and it's not going to go away. No. Even when I met Brooke Shield, she said, it's your blue lagoon. <laughs> That's what she said. It's going to come up in every interview. Well, at least like today. got
0: to, uh, uh, Well, no, I mean, uh, of course it's going to come up today, but I'm sure it's not coming up that much n- anymore, is it? No,
1: I, I think... Like, yeah. I got a... Michael Moore said to me, I, uh, yeah. I, I went into that documentary, uh, yeah. and I came out loving you and and hating, you know, the people that were involved with that without naming the name. They set you up! So then, do you... okay thank you what is
0: <laughs> i'm just saying that like you know you've had to frame it in retrospect they're like they needed a villain they did this but but they they it's not unlike that article that i enjoyed only because of the last line you know because the the thing is, like, you know, it hurts me to, you, you know, to, to feel like that I was mean that you or felt any satisfaction. But, you know, I'm, you know, I'm just an insecure, angry guy. So what 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 I saw happen at that time was some sort of schadenfreude that, you know, you will be humbled because of you flew too close to the sun.
1: I think so, I have been
0: humbled by no, that. I definitely think you've been humbled. Yeah. But, but. But I, I think that that line by the time you walked to the, got to the bottom of the stairs, I thought it was a funny line, and it's, it always stuck with but me. But
1: I knew I I knew I did not do well of in course Montreal. You knew. I really and and I and, and I said something from the stage I, that still today this day just makes me like, you know, shrivel up. You know, I, I just it, I, I I at Montreal was given every opportunity, and I blew it. I blew it.
0: Well. Look, man, it's you know it's a tough gig. Sometimes there's a lot of pressure. And it's not a real audience. You got half the audience is in industry. Half of them are local Some of them are drunk. in the new faces a fucking nightmare. Mm-hmm. You know, for anybody to really succeed at that, there has to be you know so much expectation. And back then, people were unknown. But and I but I do think that you know a guy, you know, in your position, who worked hard, who got really liked, you know, really believed in comedy and wanted to do it more than anything. How how were you not going to behave the way you behave when you got all that 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 sort of juice from those people? Right. You know, I I don't think you could have known at the, at, at at you know, at the beginning of that that, you know, it would you know, hang around your neck like a fucking albatross. Yeah.
1: Do you think that your opinion of this is the m- majority in the stand-up community? Like I feel like I feel like, in a sense, that I alienated myself from some people in the stand up community. And- well,
0: I think what you're saying that, you know, as you say to me to my face, that, you know, differentiating between sort of playing into their expectations and actually being who you are, uh, you know, probably is, is misunderstood. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I don't know what the general opinion is, but, you know, you know how you came off, and half of that is because they cut you to, 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 to uh, to use you as this foil, but also part of it was that you know you were playing it up. I, I agree. So like for and people would sort of take that like well that guy's like that mm-hmm. you know but but you know when you say to me that you were sort of like it's it was a gag it makes sense to me
1: yeah yeah you know if it's, this is the
0: position they're going to put me in why not just fucking I, like I yeah. felt
1: like you know stand up comedians we look for a reason to hate other comics do you know what i mean like you're watching somebody kill on stage and go oh now he's talking about you know Mm. that that hack topic you (laughs) know it's like it's
0: so i felt like insecure competitiveness yeah
1: yeah, i felt like this hate i I, I guess yeah i mean i feel like i gave everybody the opportunity you didn't you didn't give it to them so Mm -hmm. then why they they did it to you so okay thank you (laughs) so have you ever said that publicly like why is it now okay thank you now that my career's over (laughs) yeah now that thank you appreciate it thanks for the boost now great (laughs) why why you do that you do that radio thing where you don't laugh into the mic like i don't want
0: to blow the the i don't want to blow the uh the levels up you can hear me laughing um no because like it's it's just it's a hard thing to come back from because i think um I don't know. Like you, you know, you're you're not no angel. You're no angel in the sense that, like, you know, you're not. I, I think you do expect a certain amount of, of of respect, and you. I think you work hard, and your ethic is good, and you're a guy that kills. So you know, you want to be treated like the guy who kills. Like I'm the guy who kills every night. Where's my fucking prize? Well, what do I got to be out there, you know, doing the second show on Friday for half a house? And I, fucking- yeah,
1: I mean, I thought I thought in this business, and and really. Screw me for even ever having this crazy thought, but I thought if you were funny, it led to things, it, but sometimes, it isn't that. Sometimes it,
0: isn't. Sometimes, sometimes it just leads to being funny.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like you're so zen about that, you know?
0: No, but I mean, I, it's just, I'm only zen about it in the sense that I, I know that there it, there is no fairness to it. And a lot of times there's plenty of people that can kill dude. I mean, it's just the reality of it, especially now there's thousands of comics, mm-hmm. you, you know, and how anybody builds an audience or why people are appealing either on this mic or on the, on the up mic or on a TV show, who the fuck? knows i mean you can be so proficient and so perfect and do everything right and get exactly the response you want but still not garner the big following i don't mm. know why mm. i don't know what the fuck that is do you know what i mean and there are comics that sell millions of tickets that some people don't even know it's a weird thing
1: Yeah, it is weird
0: it, there's there's no it's not a meritocracy are,
1: are you happy with where your stand i've career... had to make
0: certain acceptance about it i'm happy with my my stand-up career because some by some fucking virtue of i don't know what you know, when I started this podcast, I couldn't sell fucking tickets. And and then like with the podcast audience developing, they didn't know that I was a comic. Huh. Really? They knew I talked about it, but they would come out like we should go support Mark. I'm like, this is actually the thing I know how to do. <laughs>
1: exactly, to stay, you know.
0: <laughs> So over time, through one way or another, you know, just by and all because of this, the podcast and the timing of the thing, which was the first time in my life I had good cosmic timing. I did, you know, and it it all happened on my terms, but I got opportunities and I was ready for them. So, you know, between the acting and the podcast and the stand up and this and that, I have an audience, but but it's not, you know, I'm not filling arenas, but Mm -hmm. I can make a living. It's great. Yeah. It's great. So great. So I've had to accept that I... Because there, there's always some part of you, man, like as a comic and as somebody like us who are, you know, sort of fundamentally a, a little insecure and think that we're entitled to more attention than who we... Who isn't
1: insecure? There are people that aren't insecure. There are. Insecure. Okay. There, so... But why do we always have to label comics insecure? Because a lot of us are. But I think in the world we're insecure. No, I get... Well... Well, no,
0: I get it. Yeah, there, sure, there's insecure plumbers, and there's insecure. Uh, but, but, uh, oh
1: God, I, the way I snake that toilet! Or the, oh yeah, God, but, I couldn't snake the drain better. I, I, but I don't think. That, Damn it! I, you know, Do you I see the way Mark snakes the drain? I don't think that's true. He's I think
0: they're. I think they probably. Compete. He's in and out
1: of the house in thirty I, minutes. I don't think
0: it's task specific. <laughs> I, I think they're more insecure about like why am I'm I a not?
1: stupid plumber? <laughs> Damn it! God, I suck at plumbing. Why did I
0: commit my life to this? God, I work so hard. A, I have a
1: boss. I work for a plumbing company. A
0: lot of them are their own guys, but I think they're more stupid insecure. Plumber. Yeah, exactly. But I don't think that's true. I think that you know, unlike you know, alcoholism or drug addiction, I think that's pervasive with mm-hmm. every type of person. Mm-hmm. But I think insecurity is is a fairly common component in in what fuels us to do what we do. So you know how you manage that, or and and how yeah. bad it fucks you.
1: Uh, you know that's 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 half of your job, mm-hmm. right? I agree. Uh, I'm not denying I'm insecure. No, you know, I know. But I, I think it's more you know, out there. I think oh. everybody's insecure.
0: Okay. Just well, where, where, how do you? Where I used you to think that it? about bitterness, but I was wrong.
1: <laughs> and, and
0: you know, and I spent a lot of my life thinking that people were as aggravated about the things I was aggravated about on an existential level. Yeah. That you know they just don't know it, and I'm here to introduce right. them to that. But a lot of times people are just looking at you, going like, "Why well, is this guy so worked up about this?
1: Yeah, I know. So, <laughs> yeah. like, you ever meet people and they're like seemingly happy in life, yeah. and they have nothing. You're like, they have nothing. Yeah, but like they have, have so but much they, more than them. But they're ha- how, how do you they know what you happy? have? What do you have that you, they might have something you don't have? No, I've, I've done a full audit. No, <laughs> <laughs>
0: But this is the issue. Yeah. Is this assumption? And I and I've, I think I've done it and I, I may have more progress with it mm-hmm. than you do that. We understand or know. You know what other people are thinking or that's for some reason our lives our stupid fucking lives where we can't manage a relationship we don't really have many friends we're insulated we've never had a fucking job we sit here around and look at the fucking world and write our stupid little jokes <laughs> assuming that we understand people it's a fallacy mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that have different priorities in their life and you what know, determines whether or not their life is fulfilling. And we're, we're in our selfish, dumb worlds where we're sitting around by ourselves trying to make things
1: work out. We think we understand that. So is it was it unhealthy for Mark Marin to go into this business? No. Would you would you, would you uh, mentally uh, have been yeah. better served doing something else? The, well, you know,
0: Orny that you know once if you've got this thing for real this bug mm-hmm. that you know there you you don't have other options right and you can't there, no matter even if you have these fantasies about like oh maybe i could do this maybe could do that, there's just no way it's going to happen so by the time i started this fucking podcast i was like you know i'm looking at a life of you know if this you know right now When I got on that mic, you know, after that second divorce, you know, from Mishnah and, you know, going broke and everything else that like I knew that was a moment where I knew exactly who I was is that at best, like I can't sell tickets. So I'm looking at a life of plowing it out, you know, in in B comedy rooms as an unknown headliner for life Mm. that or I'm going to put a fucking gun in my mouth. Mm. I don't have the courage for that. So like so I had to accept at some level, the limitations and, and the reality of what my life was. And and then I got on these mics, and something clicked. Who the fuck knows? Cosmic, I don't know. I was lucky, but I, I have to assume it had to, something to do with talent. Mm. But I definitely knew at that moment, and I used to do a joke about it, that you know at some point you get so far along where you're like, there's no plan B. There might not have ever been. Right. But you know. But there's that moment where you're sort of like, hey, if this doesn't work, I, c- I could
1: always... Holy fuck! <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is nothing. Right, there is nothing. But also, don't undermine that you had the guts and the courage early on to expose yourself mm. at that level, which I, I don't. I'm still the guy who, and I, I, I wish I wasn't, has to suck my s- stomach in for every picture mm. that has that concern, and I wish I could just get out there and just not care and for you to have that courage when you turn the mic on i think that's oh, yeah. you know i think that's really cool yeah i i still like
0: i i care but like the thing is is that eventually it's going to catch up with you and no matter how much you care you know time will make a fool out of you
1: right <laughs> yeah, that's a good quote <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Time is the uh, the great equalizer.
0: Sure. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm still uncomfortable with, you know, how I look. I just, you know, I was walking around. You know, I'm I'm nuts, you know, around all that stiff still. But, like, some part of me realizes, like, I, I'm just not going to get these pictures right.
1: <laughs> I'm never going to be happy with them. Right. But then there are some people like Philip Seymour Hoffman mm. who, like, it's just so attractive how at home or at easy was with his appearance and his uh. look. And that, to me, is kind of cool, too.
0: Oh yeah I envy you know people who are comfortably fat.
1: yeah, do you ever think like if you and I had any charisma, uh, how far yeah. we would have gone? I, like, <laughs> I, I think we both have
0: charisma, but I think we're a, a, a little I think our problem is is a self-centeredness more than anything else
1: i don't think we're any more self-centered than anybody well, else Well, this is this your business. particular
0: problem you just said you, you, you you've decided that everyone must be insecure and that now we're not we're just as self-centered as everybody else
1: well i don't you think in these times do you go on social media it's all about me 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 i get everybody's it. I get posting it. pictures I, of, it's all self-centered well maybe maybe just becomes uh, okay. maybe it's a wrong we're just pioneers
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> look where it's gotten us <laughs> You're in a trailer talking to nobody, and
1: <laughs> literally, I go. This is this is on the uh, the verge. I go. This is what crazy people do. They talk about news articles and uh, all that sort of stuff. Yeah,
0: but but here's the other. Maybe thing. it's not self-centeredness. It's just it's just this weird assumption. I, I don't know what it is, but I understand what you're saying because like I used to do that a lot. Like I really believed when I was you know less uh, funny and more angry and on stage like at Luna and stuff that that I was speaking to something that everyone must experience but you know what Ben? there are people that well, are well adjusted there are people that don't prioritize the things that we prioritize there are people that don't get annoyed in the
1: same way but that even we do. even if you're talking about what here's a ruler in front of me and you're you're at luna and you're so upset about the why is it only uh 12, 12, inches? 12 inches why yeah. isn't it 24 okay. right they're gonna go this guy's crazy but that's the way i feel about xyz maybe
0: Maybe they stop at this guy's crazy, and I'll just laugh at him. No, yes, yes, I don't think that, so. Well, that—that's the realization I had. At some point, I realized that they might not be laughing with me, but if they're going to laugh at me, I'll take either one.
1: I would have told you if that was going on. When you go, who are you today, Bob Dylan? I would screw you. They're uh-huh. laughing at you, Maron. Uh-huh. They're not laughing with yeah, you. I was laughing hey, at you with hey, your fucking hey, hat, Maron. You're, <laughs> you're you're a hacky ruler, bitch. Wow. <laughs> hey, so, whatever happened to Maron? with his ruler bit
0: oh yeah he, was, he really worked that thing <laughs> to the bone couldn't yeah. get over it couldn't get over with it
1: God, can anybody find the quarter uh, inch mark uh-huh. <laughs>
0: exactly so what so how do you find you recovered from all that shit I mean like you, you know the the letdown or, or once. how did you know that things didn't pan out you after know pretty the movie? fast
1: you know pretty fast <laughs> mark yeah. I was playing uh, uh-huh. a theater in Baltimore uh-huh. opening for Seinfeld
0: so he took you on the road. He took after me, comedian.
1: Yes, for a couple of gigs, and then he said that we were too similar, mm. our comedy. Yeah. So, but you know, it couldn't have gone better. I did the show in Baltimore, and this yeah. is this is how long ago. By the way, for anybody who's wondering, this thing was shot in 1999 and came out in 2001. Mm. So this is a long 22 time. Year, Twenty
0: years ago. Yeah. Twenty-one. Years yeah. Hold
1: on, let me do the math on the ruler here. Okay. So, <laughs> do you hate the ruler, Galba? No, no, you're good. So I, I get. I, um, I finished the show, and the next day, my parents came from Boston to see the show, Uh and I go to um, the train station the next day, take the train back to uh, New York, and I go to the newsstand and grab a newspaper from every major city, San Francisco, New York, Boston, Uh blah, blah, Atlanta, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm panned in every single one of those reviews. In fact, for the for the movie, for the movie. In fact, like in a cruel way, like the Hollywood Reporter or Variety, the woman writing the review said that I was uh, bereft of humility, and she was rooting for my failure. And I thought that's kind of like un- <laughs> you know, I'm an unknown, you know, guy who's it's, just. It's,
0: it's, it's, I understand that it was that was cruel, but I for some reason that you know. That, I think that was a feeling yeah. that people had about how you were represented in there.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and thank you for saying it that way, how I was represented. I, I do appreciate. Well, I mean, you've told me that, you know, you were in some
0: ways you know, playing up to something. So the bereft of humility, I think, that's a, that's, I, I think that, that, is, that is an issue.
1: Well, you know, also when you have cameras in your face, it it gives you a little confidence. Well, you've got, you've got humility now. I sure do. Yeah. And you know, (laughs) okay. So it happened quick. Happened very quick. And just sort of like the way the comp, like they did a screening in New York city. And I remember when it got up, like (gasps) none of the comics wanted to talk to me and I go, Oh, we might be in trouble here, but I'm sitting next to Seinfeld during the screening. And he's like, hit me in the ribs going, I'm just like that. I'm just like that. And yet when you, you're talking? Yeah, like uh, during the movie. Interesting. Interesting that he saw you as a kindred spirit, younger version of him. Mm. And call me the most uh, the most honest person he's ever met.
0: Huh. Okay, so so none of the comics want to talk to
1: you. I felt that way. And yeah. I could be again insecure and reading into it wrong, but no, I mean, but I also never f- felt like I fit in did yeah. you ever feel like I'm not the guy who's hanging out till three o'clock in the morning with the comics I was going home or going out nah, with friends I uh, hung
0: out with people yeah I didn't yeah. I didn't so, so you're already a little isolated yeah, I'm yeah. A,
1: uh, I went into comedy because I'm an outsider
0: yeah well I, I always like the crew of outsiders <laughs> <laughs> I like to eat too and I can't sleep that well
1: yeah yeah out so out I had here. to hang out yeah yeah
0: yeah okay so and and
1: how did your career go after that it was bad Mm. Bad. Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't get po- I remember calling Jerry going I'm I'm uh. First of all, I had a deal with oh, CBS. Yeah. They pulled my deal. Yeah, they pulled out. They and pulled out after the movie? Uh, yes. After the Montreal in the movie, yeah. Maybe the movie hadn't been out. They pulled out. And uh, six six figure deal. And yeah. then Warner Brothers gave me a deal. Yeah. But I don't think they really wanted to give me a deal. I think they it was sort of like a favor deal. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they did want to give me a deal. Was that a six-figure one? Yeah, and it was late in the season, and mm. I barely got a writer. Nothing ever happened. I couldn't believe well, they I've paid me. i had two of those. Yeah. yeah. Three so, of them. Four. I had a lot of them. Yeah, and I couldn't get booked on the road. There are yeah. some clubs, I'm not kidding, and maybe my information is wrong, but there are some clubs in this country that still will not book me because I'm difficult from comedian. Really? Yeah. And I'll tell you off the air one of them, but I mean I'm you know I've proven myself on the road. I'm not yeah you know I wouldn't be working this long right. in this business. I yeah. it's difficult.
0: No, yeah, no. You just you know you you just do the job, and you show up. You'll do the radio. You'll do everything. Love it. Yeah.
1: I mean I'm not kidding. like radio, and again I, I not to bring the podcast up again, but I run a lot of bits through the podcast, sure. and they end up on stage. Yeah, me too. It's yeah. right. So yeah, you'll be doing the roller bed. Yeah, the no, you can have it. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna, next time I'm in front of you, I'm closing with the ruler. Bit. You take the ruler. Yeah, man. yeah. I just got yeah. that,
0: I got that fucking, what I need a lotion with some sunblock in it and I got it in my own Oh, that's um, the wor-
1: Why don't they fix that?
0: I don't know. Maybe that's an, you know, write that down. It's a good premise. I
1: used to do so, it. I, <laughs> I did, I did, I did. If he didn't shit on it, I was gonna go full on into it. I was gonna get up, I was gonna start screaming and stomping around used to the, do it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: You're really attentive to the uh, minutia.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So how, uh,
0: now you you're all right, money wise and uh, mm-hmm. not money wise, but work wise. Yeah. You do all right. I do all
1: right. Good. Yeah. And do you talk to Jerry? No. Okay. I don't. I right. don't. And th- th- to put it like a, a button on it. Uh huh. Y- this will stay with me, and this will always be a source of pain in my life. This documentary, and it will be something that I feel like I've got to defend even when I don't have to defend it. Mm. Um, I I don't I don't. But I don't, I don't know, I've gone through this in my head several times, if at the end of the day I regret doing it, because it is such a large part of my identity now uh-huh. as a comedian, I yeah. can't imagine not having it. But if, if at the end I can see the, the tally sheet and the column in comedian, sorry, the column not in comedian, I'd love to know where I would have ended up with and without it. Huh. I mean, we know with, yeah,
0: yeah. I, I wonder if you were allowed to evolve naturally, as opposed to be put in that position with that much attention, and it, you know, and 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 have no control over how you were sort of represented. I wonder, you know. I I, I guess it's not helpful in any way to speculate.
1: I mean, a large part of me feels like it's a gift that i was given this opportunity to be self-reflective and understand well that's i well uh, that's uh that's good that's a good uh, good way to 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 handle it yeah i i just don't want to be one of those people that says oh i'm over it it's 20 years ago but it will be with me yeah you know yeah it's like these people that lose a limb yeah. early on in life <laughs> <laughs> it's much similar <laughs>
0: <laughs> you lost your career's leg.
1: <laughs> My leg. I'm a, I've been on one leg in comedy for now for twenty years. Yeah. Yeah. What What's been the sustaining thing? Well, it yeah. comes. It comes back to that spreadsheet I was talking about. Yeah. With did it help or didn't it help the documentary? And. There was there's an executive producer, the guy who created Criminal Minds on yeah. CBS, Jeff Davis, was creating a new show called Teen Wolf. Uh-huh. He saw the documentary, and one day he's driving down Melrose, and he yes. sees my name on the marquee, and he said, "I want to go see if that guy's even funny." I oh shop- really? Oh, yeah.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah.
1: So he goes in, and he said, "He knew you from the documentary." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he goes, and he goes. Oh, I was blown away. He goes, I I, I loved you. You, yeah, were, yeah. you were you were you're really fun. And yeah. he kept coming back over and over again yeah. to see my show. And then when he wrote this new show, Teen Wolf, which was on MTV, yeah. he wrote the part of coach for me. Yeah. I never audition. I'm the only one that my agents, here's a good lesson for people. My agents sent me a script and they said, this starts shooting next week in Atlanta. This guy saw you on stage. He's a fan of yours. He thinks you'd be great for the coach. Yeah. I went down the street to the coffee shop. I read it and I said, but uh, so often I read scripts. They yeah. don't make sense. This right. one made perfect. I go, I get it. Yeah. It's a well-written, this guy. And he wrote it for you. Well, he wrote that part for yeah. me, but I understood the whole show. Oh, good. It was like a nice love story of high school kids yeah. that turn into werewolves and kill each other. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I said I love it. I'll I'll take I'll accept the part. And my agent said, No, no, you don't. He's not going to just give you the. Part. You have to audition. So let me call the casting person. Yeah. and I'll tell them that you're free to audition. I said, Hold on, this is true. I said, You call Jeff Davis back because he called yeah. my agent, and you say Orny Adams will be in Atlanta next week to shoot the pilot. You don't offer me to audition. The minute I audition, I'm not getting the part yeah the the casting person is going to give it to one of their friends whatever so that's how i got on this show teen wolf and what i loved about it was for the first time i wasn't doing my lines yeah i had no responsibility yeah i just show up yeah and then the fans unlike stand-up which our fans can be very critical sure they're you know they they,
0: don't even know your stand-up the fans from teen Wolf.
1: They. It's like you were saying with your podcast yeah. early on, yeah. people didn't know you were stand up. They still don't know I'm a stand up. Yeah. They still <laughs> yeah. don't. But do they come to the shows? No, <laughs> not enough of them. I mean, they'll follow me. They're confused. Like if they yeah. follow me on TikTok or yeah. Instagram, they're right. like, what's, oh, I didn't know you did stand up. But, so, uh, but how many episodes of the show has there been? We did 100. Oh my God. Six seasons. What's it on? Now it's on Paramount+, Plus. it's been on Hulu, it's been on, I think Hulu, it's definitely been on Netflix. So this, you make money in your sweep for this It's thing. a, ma- and it has nothing to do with me. It's a massive hit. Sure. I'm a side character, and really the success of my character is because of the writing. It really, they wrote me- But in, you're in every episode. No. That's why I'm of okay. success, because yeah. I, they knew- To put me in just enough okay
0: i mean i wish i was in more so this has been going on for what five eight years yeah and
1: then we just shot a movie really there's a a a trilogy uh that they're putting out how big's the part good part no it's (laughs) never good enough for me no it's great it's great you know honestly they brought back so many characters over six seasons there were so many characters
0: oh so this is great this is like a happy ending to everything
1: it's cool. It, what I But you're making a living. Of course I am. I told you when the, the mics were off before we started this I said Mark, come on, we we No,
0: did all I right. know, but like we you know but like right. I'm, I I'm just thinking of the stand up and I, like I I knew you did this team wolf, but it's like it's a it's a big that's a
1: living in show business. Yeah, I'm on a show that went six seasons. Yeah, that's rare. Yeah, and and the oh, fans, I feel better. I'm, f- I'm not gonna. I'm still the, gonna bust your. Balls you can bust my ball. <laughs> the fans are nothing but loving. These fans are the nicest.
0: Uh, well, that's great.
1: It's cool. I'm
0: glad you landed on your feet. So what? What about how many? What about this special?
1: So, uh, I've had th- I've had three, but I, I just put my latest. Yeah. On
0: uh, YouTube is that that's all that you you self-produced it and you put it up there no i didn't it was
1: on showtime oh okay. it's called more than loud and you got it back yeah i bought it back oh good that's what i recommend to everybody own the tapes remember you you like when you study musicians yeah own the masters
0: sure i mean i've got i've i, I get mine back i've got a couple back like my uh, but i don't know is the material still uh, you don't do anything timely
1: well, no, but I mean, this is only this was this is only a few years okay, ago. Okay, all right. And you know, the, really, does a guy g- going crazy over little things ever get a hold? I no, don't know. No, that's true.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, I bet you my special that I did. I did one for more later. I did for Epics, and I got it back. Uh, so I think I have that one.
1: I'm very, I'm very weird. Like I was telling you, I don't do many podcasts. Yeah, I just don't. I, I'm of the camp. Where you don't overshare. Yeah. And I own this special. I own three of my specials and I've never put them out because I always I always think, Well, I'll get a deal with a streamer and I'll sell them these other specials. Sure. And my agent's that, like just put it up on YouTube.
0: Yeah, it's just over. Yeah. The 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 old style. Just get you know, why not get it out there? see what happens right but you're there you're doing it still and you, you're always funny man was, and i'm glad we did this thanks for talking
1: i i agree i mean i feel like this was this was fun good and i'm glad i wasn't set up oh i'm not gonna set you up are we gonna be cool now or are we yeah okay
0: all right that was orny adams wow shit right i feel bad but i feel good we talked He's at the Hollywood Improv this weekend, July 15th and 16th. His podcast is called What's Wrong with Orny Adams. Get that wherever you get podcasts. And uh, look, can will you hang out for a second? There's, some, there's, there's more stuff. Just hang out. Listen, folks, if you're a full Marin subscriber on WTF Plus, we posted this visit uh, that I had with my dad in New Mexico last weekend. And I recorded me going through some stuff, some pictures and stuff. And it was really, it was really touching. Uh, But it's only available to you uh, full Marin subscriber people. But like here, I'll play a little bit for you. This is my dad uh, recognizing the dogs from his childhood. Do you remember this dog? Yep. You do? Penny. (laughs) When'd you have that dog? Oh, (laughs) I don't know. But uh, I remember Penny, Penny, Penny. Look at this.
1: Eleanor. That's
0: your mom, right?
1: Yep. How about this one? That's Grandma.
0: Ida. Do you remember her? Yeah. Was she a nice lady? Yeah. Did she talk much? I remember her talking. (laughs) Was Barney her husband? Yeah. Was he a character? I didn't know him. You didn't. He was dead already. I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't remember. I love this picture. That's Ben. Your dad. My dad. Looks good in that pic, huh? Yep. Yeah. You remember him talking much?
1: Uh, yeah, more or less.
0: Remember it was this. Look at this picture. Were you? That was when you were a lifeguard.
1: Keppel park probably.
0: You're doing pretty good with this quiz of your life. Mm-hmm. This is a dementia test. that's the the little dog penny no another one inky inky (laughs) crazy he's got mild dementia but like you know the love of an animal transcendent forever eternal so look you can listen to that whole thing right now if you're subscribed if you're not go to the link in the episode description or click on wtf plus at wtfpod.com Okay, tomorrow and Saturday, I will be at Wise Guys in Las Vegas. That's July 15th and 16th. I'm bringing Esther Pavitsky with me. We're going to have fun. My dad's actually driving out from New Mexico with his wife to see some of those. Then I'm back at Dynasty Typewriter in L.A. for two shows, July 23rd and 24th. Saturday is sold out, but there are still some tickets for Sunday. I'll be at Just for Laughs in Montreal for my gala on uh, Saturday, July 30th, or my gala uh, I'll also be doing solo shows up there on July 28th and 29th. Then in August, folks, uh, August and September, I'll be in Columbus, Ohio; Indianapolis, Indiana; Louisville, Kentucky; Lincoln, Nebraska; Des Moines, Iowa; Iowa City, Iowa; Tucson, Arizona; Phoenix, Arizona; Boulder, Colorado; and Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Then in October, I'm in London, England, and Dublin, Ireland. Go to WTFPod.com/tour for all dates and ticket info. Okay. Okay. Um, So, all right. Look, I got to go take some vitamins and I'm having an okay day. And I just got to say if you can get an okay day in, if your balance between the micro and the macro is tolerable and one isn't fueling denial and the other one isn't fueling sort of self-annihilating depression, if you can just ride that line, you're doing all right, okay? You're doing all right. I don't know what to do, but I know that. You're doing all right. I'm gonna play some guitar. Fonda, cat angels everywhere.